Welcome to the Hackberry House of Chosun. My name is Bob. I'm reading today from a devotional book that's put out by Voice of the Martyrs. It's called Extreme Devotion. This book catalogs the struggles of God's people over past years. Today we're going back to older China with a pastor and his mother. The pastor had been questioned and beaten often, but today the guard took him to a room to talk. He said, I'm curious about your beliefs, and uh, I want to ask you to tell me the Ten Commandments. Shocked, the pastor began to share the commandments. When he got to honor your father and mother, the officer interrupted him. Stop there. You Christians believe that God chose honor your father and mother as a very important commandment. Please look in the corner. The pastor turned to see an elderly woman chained and bruised beneath a pile of rags. She was the pastor's own mother. The guard inquired, Now look how much your mother has suffered. If you tell the secrets of the underground church, you and your mother can go free. If she dies from our torture, you will have failed to keep the commandment to honor her, and her blood shall be on your head. The pastor looked at his mother and was starting to regain consciousness. Dear mother, what should I do? Lovingly, she replied, since you were a small boy, I have taught you to love Christ and his church. Do not betray God. I am ready to die for the holy name. The pastor looked back at the guard and said with renewed courage, you were right, captain. First of all, a man must obey his mother. First Peter 4.13 says, But rejoice that you participate in the sufferings of Christ so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. Why is there so much suffering in the world? Skeptics often ask when they wish to discount Christianity. They cannot reconcile a loving God who permits innocent suffering. In fact, they may try to persuade Christians who undergo suffering that their trials somehow prove God's plans have gone awry. Is suffering truly part of God's plan? In answer to that question, look at Jesus' life on earth. His suffering on the cross was the heartbeat of God's plan, resulting in our salvation and his glory. When you suffer according to God's plan, you are walking where Jesus walked, to the cross, to the grave, and ultimately to heaven. Will you trust that God knows what he is doing, even in your pain? Amen. Amen. Well, if you'd like a copy of that book, it's not free, but if you would... Just contact the people at thevoice at vom.org. They'll tell you how you can get your own copy of Extreme Devotion. Also, we want to read from the Voice of the Martyrs newsletter that comes out every month. It's the February issue now, 2024. And they have an insert, a special report there that I think I shall begin first um, because it tells the theme of the month about India. You know, India's status from Voice of the Martyrs and perhaps other persecution organizations has changed to restricted nations. In 2002, 
The Voice of the Martyrs designated India as a hostile area as radical Hindus became increasingly violent and open in their persecution of Christians. However, since India's election of Narendra Modi as Prime Minister in 2014 and his re-election in 2019, our brothers and sisters in Christ have experienced a marked increase in opposition and violent attacks. This persecution under Prime Minister Modi is occurring in a country that has been called the world's largest democracy and that purports to allow its citizens the constitutional freedom to profess, practice, and propagate their religion. VOM's designation of restricted nation is normally reserved for countries with federal laws restricting Christian worship and witness, but India's situation is unique. Modi's leadership has advanced not a law, but an ideology called Hindutva, or Hindu purity, that has resulted in the persecution of Christians. Essentially, this ideology is Hindu nationalism, with the goal of creating a purely Hindu nation. Hindutva, as embraced and promoted by Prime Minister Modi, has created an unquestionably restrictive environment for Christians throughout the subcontinent. Hindu nationalism is promoted chiefly by a right-wing paramilitary organization called Rashtriya Swayamsevak Sangh, RSS, founded in 1925. The RSS promotes, often violently, the purity of India as a Hindu nation. Though the RSS has been banned a number of times for its heinous crimes, its affiliated political party, the Bharatiya, excuse me, Bharatiya Janata Party, that's the BJP, had by the 1990s gained significant political clout in India's government. Narendra Modi became an RSS member at age eight. And in 1987, he joined the BJP, leading to his election as Chief Minister of Gujarat State in 2001. The U.S. government denied Modi a visa in 2005, preventing his travel to the U.S. because of his role in the 2002 Gujarat riots. He openly condoned the riots, during which more than a thousand people, mostly Muslims, were killed. Modi's lifelong devotion to Hunditva and subsequent actions clearly showed his intent to purge Gujarat of non-Hindus. Because of India's value as a trade partner, however, Prime Minister Modi's travel privileges to the U.S. have since been reinstated, despite continued persecution as cited in reports from the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom, that's USCIRF. Since his election as Prime Minister, 2014, RSS membership has increased by 20%. When VOM Vice President for International Ministry Aaron Miller lived in India, Christians there would show him photos of RSS camps with youth wearing RSS uniforms. 
Initially, the examples were few, but in time it became clear that the RSS was growing. It was not just happening in regions, he said, it was nationwide. While RSS members and their actions were formerly viewed as fringe and radical, the group quickly became more organized and gained status. Hatred and radicalism became normalized and even respected, said VOM President Cole Richards, who began working with Christians in India in the late 1990s. For decades, the RSS and other groups promoting Hindu nationalism have used three primary tactics to persecute Christians. Legal opposition through anti-conversion laws that criminalize changing religions. Mob behavior with groups of Hindu radicals attacking churches, pastors, and congregants. And organized, planned attacks against Christians. Evidence of these tactics was confirmed by an RSS training manual that VOM obtained. The manual included instruction on undermining and attacking the work of churches, as well as the suggestion of poisoning a Christian's water supply. But one of the most chilling recommended tactics was sexually assaulting the daughters of pastors who refused to stop their ministry work. Yeah, that's Hinduism, folks. I want to stop there. It's only the middle of this, uh, of this um, insert into the magazine this month, but uh, it's a little bit long. I will stop right there. We'll talk about the advancement of Hindu nationalism next, and then we'll get into the magazine itself, talking about a guy named Mohammed Yusuf Bhatt, one man's witness in Kashmir, and other stories all about India in the month of February. Thank you so much for being with us. And you can get this information delivered to your door free every month, every month. And first of the month, you will receive the Voice of the Martyrs newsletter magazine and any inserts, anything like that that's involved. You'll, you'll be able to stay in touch with what's going on in the persecuted world. I hope that you will do that. Just uh, contact the people at vom.org, vom.org. This is the Hackberry House of Chosun, and Lord willing, we'll talk again soon. Bye-bye.